Okay, let's do this. This is another podcast. This is our 10, number 10 podcasts. We have now officially done more podcasts than we have listeners, and I'm excited. So I I thought... I don't think you can guarantee that. That I have 10 listeners or that I've done 10 podcasts. I can guarantee the 10 podcasts. (laughs) Listeners. Well, here's the cool thing, though. Um, I haven't said this before, but you can listen to this podcast not only on iTunes. I've set it up to now we can listen to it in two count them two places you can listen at stitcher.com which i didn't know existed until somebody told me hey is it on stitcher.com and i'm like (laughs) i don't know so anyway it is now so we can listen on stitcher.com so we need to talk about stuff today i thought what do you got you got a question for us today tanya well i think we've been asked several times about communication um just like I guess in general well different areas really but um with each other with children with um maybe young professionals and about marriage and about you know just I guess different situations whatever so that might be interesting for us to tackle kind of how we handle how do you communicate with your kids (laughs) in simple short commands so that they (laughs) don't listen to you and do what they wanted to anyway and then the commands get a little more snipey snippy okay, I, I think I don't the, know what you're going to well, do with that I mean, but okay i'm just messing around <laughs> just, I don't well know. that's when they're young i suppose that's true but <laughs> yeah they get it gets different when they get older they become um teenagers then you communicate them with simple short commands but you use it more angry voice yeah exactly more command because they should understand you by now and then when they become adults you just kind of have more of a i give up kind of voice that uses simple short well okay so to me the communication uh wait genre whatever category what no because i was gonna say because no matter what you say to them the response is going to be why are you mad at me why are you yelling or what (laughs) i'm sorry anyway that's not always true they get better as they get older veering from that though um so many different settings for different types of communication so i guess if we're talking about being asked how do you communicate effectively like in marriage versus to a child versus to in like you said to a teenager or maybe even to circumstances of people difficult people those kinds of things there's various different things but i do think we've learned some basic principles that we probably don't apply very well all, all that great yeah. to each other but the, i think we know them in our minds you know? okay so if we're going to do principles and think about this in some structured format the first principle of communication is communicate keep talking yeah actually you're right and and we've told several people <laughs> there's a line from a movie that hannah and i love so much that so the this uh man is talking to one who has kind of walked away from a relationship and he says to her if me and my first wife would have um, yelled at each other like you two do we'd still be together I think the bottom line to that statement it was something like that that's probably not exactly the quote but bottom line is he was saying if we'd have discussed things if we'd have communicated even if in angry you know loud tones or some sort of what feel like explosive things at least you're communicating whereas if you don't you clam up you turn away you go whatever you end up harboring a lot of bitterness that doesn't get worked out and because of that you can't go back. It feels oh, like and, sometimes. And so you and I have probably gone overboard in that. And we've what, in yelling at one another? We're <laughs> no, loud. No, I mean, yeah. No, I mean in the sense of we've probably 
exercise that over its limits. But we have, on the other hand, I, I do feel like the one thing that we learned early on and, and decided to apply to our marriage early on, which is probably why we're still together, is to not throw stones in the sense of uh, harming each other, such as whatever it might be, curses or direct slams on the person that we're talking to. And I, and I think that's been true of, we've tried to do that even with our own teenagers, probably been the hardest places with our teenagers, but, <laughs> but with you and I, not to call each other names, not to be directly offensive toward that person. Well, that's fighting. <laughs> that's that. I mean, we're making the assumption at that point that everything is a fight, but that's been, that's less true as we get older. But I mean, well, I mean, I'm not saying that I think fighting, there's rules for fighting. And that's, and that's what you're moving to that. And I think that's a good thing. And to me, it's just, you know, don't throw stones. Um, what was the second thing you said? Don't throw stones and don't. Um, I, I just listed how not to like insult the other person or yeah. directly yeah. attack. Insults, I yeah. I don't know. So don't actually throw stones and don't insult the other person. Okay. That works <laughs> for me. Um, well, it's important because I think that's the biggest breakdown that I see in relationships is that it gets real personal real fast in an argument and i guess we can get personal you and i've i mean yeah. you've called me horrible names before like creep and creep jerk jerk you've jerk, called maybe. me a jerk at times <laughs> and those hurt those are stinging sores that fester in my soul not really i well generally you called me those things because i was being one um <laughs> Or, I what I'm trying <laughs> to say is we've avoided harmful statements that example, would have give me an example caused about, scars, right? I yeah. mean, those are <laughs> those are generalizations. You're acting like a creep right now. It's different and than I'm sorry because I shouldn't have said. No, that no, was... no. But I think it's important because I'm acting like a creep now. That might be an accurate statement in the moment, but what do you mean when you say harmful things that leave scars? Do you understand? That's what I'm asking you to define. Give me an example of what is the scar leaving statement. Well, like I stated before, I think curses, direct actual curse words or words that would be, like in my family, we've always tried to avoid the word stupid because it makes a person sound like they have no um, intelligence, like literally no ability to. And that, that even that word, even though it's not necessarily considered a quote cuss word, would be a harmful word to me. But... That may be even light considered what the ex extremes you can go for. But you and I, I feel like one thing that we learned early, I guess what I'm trying to say is the commu communication should kind of dwell on, I'm feeling this way. Or even, here's how it makes me feel when you do this. And that's that's direct, but it's not a slam on who you are. It's saying, you've done this thing, and here's how it makes me feel. So then we can at least speak from a... I'm talking about my perspective on it. Can you address this? I don't I don't know that we do that as constructively as we might ought to, but I do believe it's caused a lot less difficulty for us to get to the next thing that we need to work through or whatever than it would have had we launched out at each other. Do you yeah, you know I what do. I, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Maybe you can clarify the what what I'm trying to say though. Um it, yeah, the I statements, this is it, what I'm writing. I was writing down what I was thinking, but I think it does, as I'm writing it, it makes it makes application to me. You need to remember when you're talking to that you and I have learned this over the years and we had some of these foundation things. We knew we didn't want to criticize each other's character when we, when we were difficult 
when we ran into difficulty in communicating. Um, and we knew that we needed to communicate often and communicate much. But I think the thing that was we don't get it first and that frustrates communication in a relationship for me is I forget that I'm not talking. This is going to sound stupid, but I forget I'm not talking to myself. I'm talking to you. I'm talking to my wife. And you are not me. I'm not looking in a mirror. I'm looking at a woman who's come from a different worldview, a different cultural perspective, who was raised by different parents, um, who thankfully I like, and um, and uh, who was raised by um, in a different worldview. Entire Missouri, Georgia, those are different worldviews. They they're not they're different. They're American yeah. worldviews, but there's still there's different ideas. Country, well, city. Me, you and I have had so many things against us in the sense that we've come from opposite things, such as those perspectives. Um, I'm yeah. I'm from a country. You're from the city. Um, I'm from a, a what I thought would have was a fairly poor ho- home. You were from a wealthier at least area and upper you know, middle from class. What you would yeah. We we had different ways of being raised. We we were different. We were raised in you were more high church. I was more country church. Whatever. There was several the different things about Baptist that. Church. We found we found some common ground, obviously in Jesus, and that's the reason we're together. But we did struggle. And then also, we're both firstborn children, so we were told that immediately was right. an extreme so there, against a, us. <laughs> which made us most aggressive. I was going to say the first thing that happened when we first were went into ministry together all those years ago, and we went and we tried out for the, the job that we were going to get with the North American Mission Board. We went in there, and they took our, our – um, we walked in, and the counselor, they did all these assessments. Was it a disc survey or a – there were several different there was ones. There's a whole bunch of battery like, yeah. of things to say. And, that, and instead of coming in and saying, you guys are going to be great for the mission field, <laughs> they walked in and they said, do you remember? Well, yeah. They said, congratulations, you're where, they, they looked at you. I remember this because it's still, <laughs> speaking of fighting and using poor words, they looked at you and said, congratulations, you're married to your worst nightmare. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And then I think they told you that I would be frustrating for you, or there would be a lot of frustration or something, which that makes sense. <laughs> well, I think they said I I'm... would be frustrated because, and, and and what's weird though is I'm, that's not really been far from the truth. And I don't want to say that, and it's not an ugly statement. It's just a generous, general generalization, a generalization of what is true. My frustration has been oftentimes frustration is I can't seem to get across to you. When well, I'm trying to, it's it's not like about you said, my I think, emotion. I'm like, yeah. I'll fix it. As young ones, I do think we needed to understand a little bit more how different languages we would speak. We were told men and women speak different languages. You know, the men are from Mars and women are from Venus type right. thing. And then we were told that communication would struggle. I don't know that we were li- literally given the gamut of what ways they would struggle, <laughs> that we would struggle with the extreme differences yeah. and and then our our personalities are polar opposites we had everything really in our whole probably marriage has worked against us to make it so that it feels like the enemy fights at us more than we are able to see clear and get past that so i'm thankful for the people who tried to help us understand this was going to be difficult but it wasn't necessarily something that we probably would have still avoided had they warned us before we got married i don't know yeah but when that counselor came in and told us that we knew each other well enough to where you were like "Uh (laughs) (laughs) uh-huh and i was like and um (laughs) well like i said i still still feel like if we had been warned that right say right before we got married i don't know that it would have deterred us we 
we really felt committed that God had called us to a marriage, which I think, again, has seen us through more than probably had we had the perfect scenario of this or that, um, you know, right compatibility or right, uh, you know what I'm saying, personalities that mesh well or whatever. I just don't think we would have probably chosen differently. You and I also were just obstinate enough to say, yeah. nah, we're going to make it. <laughs> Forget you guys well, and your yeah, warnings. We were, we were definitely obstinate. <laughs> well, we believed, we believed that God called us to this marriage. So. Yeah. <laughs> and honestly, there have been times where it's something bigger. I mean, communication principle. Believe that there's something bigger than you, <laughs> than your ability to communicate holding your marriage That's together. exactly right. Um, Do not rely on that being the, the source of uh, whether you can make it or not. Communication well, is probable. Sometimes it's just not possible. <laughs> because, I mean, I I can remember, I don't remember, um, what's crazy about this is all these years later, you don't remember the fight. No, yeah. You just and you, and you don't remember the makeup. <laughs> I mean, you do maybe, but not, I mean, there's plenty of that to go around over the years. But, but what I remember, there's still one of these moments, and I don't know why it moves me, because I remember there was just this one time we were driving together, and we didn't have anything to say. We had spent every word we had just trying. And people who've listened to us argue or try to communicate, frustratingly <laughs> try to communicate, have said, you guys are saying the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm going, I know. And you're going, no, we're not. Because you have this, it's got to be, and that's your personality. You've, it's got to be exactly, the word. you said this to me a number of times, words mean things. And I'm like, mm. well, duh. And she, the probable follow-up would be so don't so you use so many of them but um that's my take on that but but i still remember this one time we were for, on a drive and um it's a, it's a memory almost like it's kind of in my memory kind of like my dad's holding out his hand when i was a little child and it's not it was just that's faint but it's just a, mm -hmm. the memory was so so emotionally attached whatever it was we were fighting about you know we probably thought at the time it was marriage ending kind of stuff mm -hmm. and um which there's been a few moments you know and um I just remember driving and reaching over and taking your hand and you took my hand. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> why, does that, why does that break me up? It breaks me up. It's just it a simple imagery yeah. and it just breaks me up like it was yesterday. We have been warned or told, advised, maybe that's a better word, that if you can do that, if you can touch while you fight or while while you argue while you have differences of opinions or whatever it is there's that reminder that you're on the same team which I i've think verbalized maybe, at times but there was yeah. some reason that well but if satan can keep you separate this is my viewpoint on it if, if the enemy who stands between oh, us literally sometimes can yeah. keep us separated then it keeps those walls built up that we can you know almost tangibly feel if we breach that by touching and and reminding that we're on the same team then that almost immediately obliterates that now we've got to remember that it's deeper it's bigger like you said than even just those little things are that are mostly misunderstandings mostly confusions and errors of like you said speech or you know even wording or just perspective because i my my favorite illustration of that is if you stare at the same cup, you can literally die believing that the handle's on the left side and on your side you're going to die believing the handle's on yeah, the right side. Yeah, you're looking side across the table. Because those are yeah. both so true. They're exactly true. Yeah. But the problem is you're still looking at the same cup. And whether or not you're completely right from your perspective, the other person is exactly as well. So it's a good 
to me, that's the best illustration of how you can truly both be right yeah. and even be looking at the same thing, just not describing it so the other person can get it, you know, from your perspective. Yeah. I'm cracking up. I'm, anyway. I'm still, I'm just like wrecked from that moment. <laughs> I'm still just laughing like, why does that wreck me? I love you a lot, apparently. Uh, it's a, Wow. Just, well, those are emotional I mean, I'm listening moments intently to what you're saying, but I'm just like, what the fudge, <laughs> man? I can't get this clear. So I thought of, when you said that, I thought of those times where we, um, on long trips, we had a lot of driving back and forth to parents' homes or across. It felt like we were always driving somewhere. And we made those our, quote, counseling days or whatever, our times where we were reading a book together or listening to something that would provoke us to talk about things in a kind of neutral environment. It always, it always took off somewhere or another. But those were good times for us because I think we really did solidify our bonding at the same time as try to work through seeing each other's perspective and that that was we we're kind of trapped in a car and we were yeah. debating things but not well, able to like jump I said, out that or moment is a car moment we yeah. were trapped in a car or you might have left <laughs> or i might have died or something but yeah i think it was good to, to learn we weren't that was when we studied like the two sides of love which were personality inventories as well as understanding how we might love our children and then there was one that, yeah. called the uh well, in the five level languages, there was another one that was like that. There was a Smalley Trent one, right? Anyway, they were valuable. Oh, and then all those marriage 911 um, type ones that we read from Becky Freeman that were ups and downs of emotion right. and, and marriage encounters and things like that. They were really valuable because we would laugh, literally almost die laughing. Then we'd almost die crying. Then we would hopefully not almost die anytime. But oh, anyway, yeah. we laughed, we'd so, talk about yeah, it. Wow. So we, no, I do remember those. Those were great. And I really wish she was still writing. Maybe she is. We should look it up. Um, <laughs> well, it was, those were great because those stories were stories of um, raising Genuine kids. And we were trying to figure that out mm -hmm. ourselves. So is there, a, is there a communication success slash fail visual for you or story or might remember? What do you think was the... Is there a time that you can think of when we had the best communication? And if it's now, that's okay, too, because we're <laughs> awesome. You actually said this to me last night. You said just doing this podcast has been good for us. It has been, I think. I think remembering the things that we have done to get to this place, even, it's encouraging and hopeful for the next venture, maybe, as well as, yeah, it helps us think through what what, what have we done and be able to give that encouragement to our own kids or to anyone asking about it because 30 years of marriage is really not that easy but it's also not that hard if you really feel like there's a calling in your life which it occurred to me we're watching these different battle tv shows right now and you know it took a lot of calling for these men to go into these battle places just to be clear you're they... watching actual history and i'm watching fake history right exactly but go ahead <laughs> and believe that they you know, had a reason to go in that, even if they died for it, to give them strength and resolve right. to head on into battle, knowing it was literally a battle and, a, and something that would be difficult at the same time as they saw a purpose and a reason to come out on the other end victorious. You know, I feel like that's kind of how marriage is. You, you have to go into it in a sense of knowing this is going to be a battle. There's going to be, there's been an enemy to fight that wants to destroy you and wants to break down that bond and, and um, make it difficult. 
but if you go in knowing that kind of, and, and you can resolve that there's a bigger picture here, there's more things right. to make it through on the other side about, not just yourself, not just your hurts and your wants or whatever. There's a lot reason to learn these things as well as to make it through and, and figure out how the best ways are to, um, to number one, you grow up, and number two, you grow together, and number three, you grow up, you know, a family around you. And so there's a lot of different, I guess, I'm just saying motivations to, to make it through and figure out this communication thing because it's a difficult road, and a lot of people have a different No, yeah, you have to learn to ways. communicate and listen to someone who's ADHD. <laughs> so that means I'm both excited and confused and on every subject in five minutes or distraction. I think I was even laughing this morning about it. I, went, I think I went to the kitchen five times to get a rag to wipe my desk off. And I, and I did five separate chores and never brought a rag back to my office each time I left Who the building. Who of us doesn't re- relate to that? It's great, though. I, I did a lot. It's just, the, you know, it's true, I'm sure. But I do that in a conversation. If I wander down a path, I do something else. And a friend of mine used to always say, but you always find your way home. <laughs> Um, I'm going, I know, I'm like a dog that way. But what's the most frustrating thing, and this is a risky question, what's the most frustrating (laughs) thing for you communicating with me? Um, We've talked about this even yesterday, we talked a little bit, that sometimes we, because we know we're talking about the same subject, and we've discovered this, but it's difficult in the middle of it, um, that I'll make a statement, you'll make a statement, statement and it it's a meant to be added on to or and also but it tends to be feeling like a counter statement what what I've asked you to do is to say yeah I agree with that and here's you know this point but we have really been bad about that so that when I'm listening to you I just feel like you're taking the opposite viewpoint by we you mean me no, um, I just mean we've been difficult to ever apply that, knowing that truth. I, I could take, I could be better at it, too. I could know that's true, just know you're adding on to it. And sometimes I do it okay. And then sometimes it just feels like everything I've said, you've decided the counterstatement was what you've got to make. And that's hard because it never feels like you've agreed with me. And yet, in reality, I know we're on the same page a lot more than we think we are, you know, or... In reality, we think a lot alike. And in fact, I think that's what's been fun or most fun about being older together is that we do think so much alike. In fact, we surprise ourselves where we've told somebody the exact same thing or we've written similarly the same thing or we've even approached maybe a scripture similarly. Somebody's asked us, but we kind of doubt that at first because we've always thought so opposite thing, you know, Then we find out that we've told them the same thing or whatever. I think that's kind of funny because we end up, like my mom and I think a lot alike, so we'll end up calling each other almost the same day or whatever. Oh, I thought about you, you know, at the same time because we're on the same wavelength kind of thing. I think that takes a while in marriage, but I do think it happens, and I think you you can see it and be thankful for it when you've been married as long as we have, maybe. Sure. (laughs) I I was thinking as you said something about that, it was – we do that right most of the time. I mean, there's so many things to consider in communication. And one of them is the person you're talking to may not be the same person you talked to five minutes ago, even if they have the same face and everything. Their mood may be different. How do you communicate? You said, I do it well most of the time, you know, that you catch that without feeling condemned or, you know, if I'm adding on rather than, you know, I'm not actually correcting you. What do you, what do, you do or what should I do if your mood is different and you're in that place? 
how do how do you recognize that? Is it just a mystery that all men must trudge into and find themselves suddenly in a swamp with which they can never get themselves out of? <laughs> is it a female thing, male thing? I don't think so. I think you well, know I can have a bad mood too and not interpret well. How do how do you get? Mm-hmm. I'm, I don't know. Am I asking a question or just making an observation here? Yeah, that's a difficult one because I think it does play more than we think it does. How a person is hearing you? Well, like we've always said, they're hearing you through filters. And likely, if that's the case, then it's recent whatever voices are in your head or whatever experience you've had in the last five minutes with the child that just, you know, decided they weren't going to do their homework or whatever silliness affects the way you hear the next thing. Mm -hmm. I do think that's true. It could be that you have just talked to maybe in the past, like a supervisor who's discouraged you now because you're jobs on the line or whatever well if i come in and ask about uh a bookshelf you didn't put up for me or whatever all of a sudden now you're a failure on every side <laughs> and i could not have known that well, you true. know to approach it that way but it could be that you would respond to me that way well and that's going to be more true maybe even with women because we tend to have a lot more thoughts and emotions going on and, and entertaining those for me i entertain that thoughts and emotions it seems like for a million people i i'm always thinking of someone's situation or someone's, you know, whatever, I'm trying to pray for this or that person, or I'm trying to, you know, figure out who's going to go shopping day or what, I mean, silly stuff like that. But there's definitely things like that going on when you might come in and say, what's on your mind? And I throw up my hands and say, what do you mean what's on my mind? You know, <laughs> there's no way I could go down the list of things that are on my mind. The image but, that I just um, had is your mind is a mental junkyard and you're walking through well, it, not sure uplifting. what to start with. <laughs> Maybe that's my mind. <laughs> and I just walk through my mind and go, look, a stapler, look, a car, look, a shiny object, look, another shiny object. And you walk through it and you see all that, but you don't say anything. You just organize the car, the stapler, and the shiny object together and create one common stream of thought. But that's because you're smart. And you don't <laughs> I don't know that, that that's, a that's a really bad illustration. Picture. <laughs> but <laughs> That'd be true. If I, I mean, it'd be great uh, well, if I could the, do that way. There's but. a lot in your brain. Well, I was going to say, that may be what I'm working to do, Yeah. but likely if I'm in the middle of that junkyard, I'm just going to go to sleep because I'm overwhelmed already. <laughs> so I give up. Yeah, I hear you. Well, and honestly, that is something that is probably something we should have more compassion toward each other and toward maybe the people around us when we think about, such as we tell people all the time, and we know this to be true, if someone's lashing out at you, likely it's not got anything to do with you. Yeah. Likely there's other so, uh, stresses in their lives. That's a good turn, Corner. So what do you do when, I said, you know, there's times you come in and you're not facing the same person. So when you get, say you we're in the middle of a conversation, and this happened to us a lot, you're in the middle of a conversation and you say something and party A speaks and party B reacts opposite of what party A thinks he's, com- or whoops, I just gave who party A away is. He's communicating. <laughs> <laughs> and... Now I now there's hostility, but we don't know why. Or the mm-hmm. so what do you do in, if if you're talking to me and I'm hostile back to you, and um, the knee jerk reaction is to be hostile back. We usually kind and kind. How do you recognize that and diffuse okay. that hostility and deescalate it? I mean, sometimes the fight happens. It just happens. And yeah. you, some and for us, kind of it happens, and then one of us kind of realizes what's going on. Sometimes, and yeah. I think because we don't shoot one another character wise in the fight. We don't draw weapons. We're just frustrated at each other. Yeah. I think that saves us from losing our minds. I think, you know, we've we had t- moments, but we, right. we can we usually find not. our way back. I think the, the hardest part is when we do 
receive something about that as personal, like even yesterday when we were talking about that parking issue that you and I struggled with. If we see it as personal, (laughs) right? I just said, have a nice day. Go ahead. If we see see it as personal, though, or receive anything as, as being a personal slam, then we've it's take we've taken it too deeply i think most of the time because like we just said most of the time it's about whatever's going on in that other person it's not necessarily toward us there's things that have frustrated that situation so like yesterday when i said it made me uncomfortable well it's because even in this environment washington has been very courteous courtesy is like it's the highest almost to a fault where i feel like if i'm not courteous there's no way they're going to listen to my christianity because they're more courteous than I am, so they're going to slam me down, you know, for it's it's that kind of bore in my mind. Well, then when I'm seeing you not be that way or feel like it's that way from my perspective, I'm that's what's foremost on my mind. We're not going to have the right witness or we're not going to have the right, you know. So there's, like I said, there's a lot going on, but I'm probably not even aware of that. So if we, if we could stop our own thoughts of like you said earlier, of trying to take, of taking anything personally and just really kind of deal with what's going on here, what's the situation, what's real about it, but also what is that person needing from me? What's underneath? What do we need to talk about that could be So the first thing deeper, is to right? realize that that lashback may not be at you. There may be something else behind it. Yeah. So I someone I, else's. I wrote a few things down. Just um, So when, when we're having a hard time connecting, some of the tools that you and I have used, and I think tools are important um, because – going around and around in circles isn't helpful. So there's two things that have always been helpful for me. And that is when I've tried to um, uh, repeat back what I think I hear you're saying. And we heard it one time called drive-through talking, you know, repeat the order back. <laughs> and then also defining terms. Um, sometimes when you say... That has helped, although I think still, even when you've repeated it back, it might sound right, but I don't still think you're getting what I'm saying. Which is where defining terms comes in. Yeah. So if I say, and so say, um, you say, uh, Greg, I want you to go left at the intersection. And I say, hey, I want to turn at the intersection. And you need to say, what do you mean when you say turn? And I meant, well, left, obviously. You just said that. that. That would be defining terms. Yeah. It's not, we communicated the same idea, both involved a turn, but I was more general and you were specific. And after you're not, you were not concerned, you were concerned that I, my generality was not quite getting yeah, the goal. Or so, not understanding the same. Yeah, a yeah. very simple illustration. Um, I'm sure there's much more damaging conversations that we've had where I needed to define better. But that's, <laughs> that's. Yeah, because like we said, women and men see things a lot differently so that we really do need to define what we're saying if i'm talking about a uh an emotion or something like that you might not even get what i'm trying to pro, you know well yeah because men don't have emotions <laughs> right, well exactly. they have two emotions um eat <laughs> three eat sleep there's that Accomplish. other one sex um yeah well no we, i mean yeah we just we process emotions differently than women do well and all i'm trying to get at is you're right to define terms would be really wise because we're usually not talking about the same things we don't think we are though i mean we think we are talking about the same thing so we don't understand that we're probably not (laughs) so that would be a good tool i don't think we use that one as much as we probably ought to (laughs) so on the subject of communication we've been talking about you and i communicating let's let's kind of wrap up with this subject but also um, talk about communicating with our adult children Mm-hmm. Um, without naming any names in particular, every single one of them have been so different 
again, we're not talking to mirrors. We think they look like, and the problem is the children do look like us, so we should mm -hmm. be talking to mirrors. But, I mean, our youngest is, I don't know. 15. He, he's 15. And, oh. and then our, um, I mean, and then we watched um, our son Noah go through a transformation in how he communicates. He communicates the same way. You know, he's, what is his, his is, um, too many words not worth saying. Just um, don't, yeah. dad, just, you know. Be to the point. And well, he doesn't I, say that, but his he, he's he never the thing with my boys, never saying goodbye after a phone call. So they literally so it's going on blah 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 blah. Okay, cool. Yes, thanks. Hello, <laughs> hello. No, is the worst of that. Though. Uh, yeah, no. Well, Judah does not do that. Neither does Elijah. <laughs> well, then Elijah follow me around and <laughs> communicating and this and this and this yeah. and this and this. I'm going. You, you don't have anybody to play with. I think the key with them though is very similar to dealing with younger kids and especially from us i think if they're dealing with other people it's not quite the same but first of all i think the key there is to always try to start with something positive and that's a good it's a good um general, rule of thumb general yeah general thumb. especially for talking to anyone because right. they'll actually listen to you usually if you've got even a criticism or a negative thing to say if you start with something positive but it's so difficult when you're just trying to get to the point or just trying to, you know, especially with, but I'm, but I'm noticing that they're actually getting almost more sensitive as they get older and probably because they really, really want our approval. They really want yeah, to they need do approved. it right yeah. according to our opinion. So if we don't start with, you're doing a great job and, you know, you're... You're the queen of the hill. So we've can we raised, talk about this spot over here? You know? So we've raised these highly insecure children. No, I, I think I think you're right. I think that there is always going to be in the, I mean. That's true. For people at any people age, hi, general. mom, you know, is the thing they say. And, and they want to thank their mother because yeah. they still want mom's <laughs> approval. They're like, dad, whatever. Um, or dad wasn't there. Um, but I think you're right. I think that there's a, there's, there's a sense of approval. And so therefore they read the statements that you make to them differently than you and I make. I think sometimes when they hear them differently, they hear them differently. Mm -hmm. yeah, they read, they, what, what comes in may be a simple statement, um, but, but we do but that with each other at times. Hurtful. Like we talked mm -hmm. about when we're in the wrong frame of mind, something may sound judgy, but I think for a child, it's a lot more yeah, condemning. It's, Cause it's extreme with them because they are definitely, like you're saying, if they're good, and I, I would attribute to, if they're good kids and they really are wanting our approval and they're wanting our, um, they want to do it right according to un, under, what we understand that we're expecting of them. If we start with something negative, they're immediately a failure. Like they've let us down and they can't measure up or whatever. And so I'm, I'm sad that that's true, but it just is. So instead of, you know, if we could, if I could remember to start with, wow, that was really kind what you did to, you know, whatever your friend or look at what you're, how you're bringing this person closer to Jesus because you've done this or that, you know, and then talk about the other issue. It would definitely fall on better ears, I think. They would hear it a little bit more of it um, in an instructive way rather than a critical way. It would be something that we should, you know, tr test the waters on. And that, right. would be, that would be true for all of them because they do need that encouragement that they're doing something right first and then... And I mean, like like we said, that's true for just about anyone. I've approached several conversations that were difficult conversations that needed to be had with that style first. You know, this is where you've been, you know, stand-up person, or this is where you. Yeah. Anyway. No, and I think I think it's important to remember in communication. I may have just jumped way off the topic here, but um, 
something that just crossed my mind too is realizing that when you're connecting, communicating, you're not trying to just exchange words. You're conveying meaning. And I think if you, uh, Crucial Conversations is a book that came out some years back and then I just read it like last year. So I'm late to the table on it. And, mm -hmm. um, and in reading it, there's a lot of things in it that were like, you know, I've been around a while, so I've read a few books on communication. And, right. and so, uh, so I'm like, yeah, that's been done here, that. But then there's a few ideas. But I liked that, that concept, I think, was in that book, um, which was a book recommendation. Um, was you're conveying meaning. So if you can remember in the conversation to figure out and try to understand what someone means, not what's coming out of their mouth, yeah. it's different. So when you're dealing with someone who's in an angry escalation, you know, being able to back off and not join that anger is maturity number mm -hmm. one and a step back and go what's this person flaming about what's what are they what's meaning what are they trying to get that's causing them to act in this pushback hostile way or if um which is what the what i was saying with the kids that they're, they're interpreting um from us a meaning that may be um more judgy or more yeah, that they, they're needing right. approval so they read meaning from that lens. So they're, when we say something, they're coming from a lens point of view mm -hmm. that is trying, is going to be predisposed to say, how, how am I not meeting their approval? Yeah. Does that make sense? It's, yeah. And it's, it's very wise to me and you handle, you, you tend to be really good at that. I think with people outside of our home, especially because you know that you're, that they're bringing something to you, even if it's an angry thing that's deeper, that's, that's, which is kind of how we started this whole thing. There's there's something else going on underneath usually. Um, that's good to remember that. I'm not real good at sensing that, I don't think. I know that's true probably, and I'll have a, um, maybe even a thought about it, but not necessarily able to discern that real well. So well, I think age we, is a, age, one of the toughest things to do as we get older is let people communicate because there's really not a lot going on in the world that's new <laughs> so at 50 i would say we're like around four seen a lot of, of seeing certain yeah. behavior patterns so a lot of times when i sit down with somebody or i'm just talking to somebody and i hear them talking about something and this is a fault actually um because you tend to think Oh, I've seen this before. Uh, let me go Here's ahead and tell you how to fix this. <laughs> I really don't want to. I don't have the time to listen to you mm. without remembering. And that's, that's what fine. it is. I don't, I don't want to waste my time listening to you say the same thing I've heard <laughs> over and over and over again. And that's just when I say that out loud, I realize what an <laughs> cold and total rear right? end that makes me. Because no, really, well, because what they. Yeah, I, I think it just means that you listen a lot. You I have do, to listen a lot to a lot to of people. When you listen to me, but what <laughs> no, I was going to say, you are right. Is... You've heard a lot of the same scenarios. Who, who now this one, this person needs to feel like it's their fresh story. You've never heard this before. You um, surely you've never been familiar with this kind of problem before. And in reality, like the Bible says, there's nothing new under the sun. So we probably yeah. have heard it, or at least we've heard it Except similarly. And every person's still unique. They have their own story, but they do have similarities. All of them do. So here's my revelation from that moment. You ready? Maybe they just need you to shut up and let <laughs> and them listen. feel heard. Yeah. Even if, even if there's, and you've, it comes out of your mouth like this. Would you just let me finish a thought? <laughs> and I'm like, okay. Yeah, um, that's true. And, um, and that's, and, and it really so many times, 
that's forgive me for that but so many times I'm so interested in saying what I want to say because I already know the answer because by golly I've heard it a thousand times how <laughs> stupid and like I said asinine is, is that of me but the um, but the uh, you just need to get it out women um, as a general rule if you ever notice a bunch of guys standing in a room can stand there and smoke a cigar and just look at one another not that we smoke cigars <laughs> they just don't do well in my system I'm sorry I'm not as cool as some people but um but they stand there and literally just talk about nothing, nothing much really. math and statistics women are having these deep relationships <laughs> conversations and and over and over and then finishing each other's sentences but if a man finishes a woman's sentence then he's in trouble just for the record that's one complaint i have how come you can do that with each other and that's because women go because we understand each other <laughs> um okay I'm, I'm really off the mark here well but the point if you're is talking about hearing, between you and me it's usually because you may know and you have a lot of thoughts and you have a lot of answers but but you're exactly right. You have a lot of thoughts. I and you have, have need, a lot of answers. I have needed just to speak it out, and I yeah. There's something about that I don't like. I don't like you predicting what I'm going to say. That's very no no. That is I would hard. say that, I don't... that walks into the realm of pet peeves. I'm going to sick my dragon on you. Yeah, I just I do then, think women probably more than any need to be able to speak words because we we also listen a lot. That's our kind of our. Yeah. Go to natural form of nurturing, even is to listen and to care and whatever. So to be cared for is to be listened to. From my, you know, quality time type language, is to be um, paid attention to and, and listened to. Just even in the sense that that's a caring statement. It's not necessarily something I need an answer to or always or a, you know, a, a fixer. Right. But. It's right. ten. Well, it's tendency for guys to think they need to fix it. So as soon as yeah. you know the answers, here I'm gonna and stop I, you right now. I know the answer. Yeah, right? <laughs> uh, that, and I'm super guilty of that. But I heard a wise younger than me man one time say, "I go into conversations with my wife sometimes, and I say, now is this a I can fix it conversation, or you just need me to shut up and take it in conversation?" <laughs> right. And I'm like going, "There's some wisdom in actually putting that question out there, so that because because again, it would be probably you, helpful. You come into conversations with me just like I do with you." I'm, I've been with me all day. And when I get to be with you, I'm assuming you are me. We for, it's amazing yeah, we can forget that funny. we're not ourselves. Like I said, don't forget you're not talking mm -hmm. to yourself. Because when I come into a conversation with you, I start talking to you the same way I've been talking in my head all day long. And <laughs> you're like, and well, you usually you're I've, like, oh, I'm tired. Don't talk to me. Like, no, and but, you think I've heard all that. So you know that I should know the conversation already. I should just yeah, be able to jump right into it. That's the thing. I think you, there's like missing information half the time. You're like, yeah. what are you talking about? But also when you come to me, you assume that, um, that I'm going to be willing that to I will, Well, then I'll be like a girl and I'll just listen and mm -hmm. be right where you are when you just need to. What I've learned about you and me both is we work out our problems verbally. A lot of times. A lot yeah. of times. And you just need to hear yourself say something to know if it's crazy or makes sense. Sometimes. In fact, that's why I journal. And I think that's help the most helpful is because a lot of times when you hear or see your own thoughts, you can self-correct or you can correct them according to wisdom. Most of the time when you and I talk, though, it's it's things that I need you to help me solve. In fact, I thought about that if you came into a conversation and asked, asked, um, is this a fixer one or a you just need me to I'd probably go I don't know <laughs> maybe give it a listen and yeah, help me it, decide invariably I have had a few of those moments where um, I've been I've, I've gone okay I just need to listen I can hear myself in my mind too because you know when I sit down I'm listening to you and I'll go in my head I'm going just listen to her 
She needs you to listen. <laughs> and I've been a few times where I've got that right until I hear you say, why aren't you talking? Don't you have an answer for me on this? And I'll be like, uh, oops, I missed that one. <laughs> so. Well, because you will tend to have a blank face. I either need a oh, nod head or a... I got to give oh, those affirming gotcha. yeah. grunts. Exactly, mm, uh-huh. affirming yes. grunts. That's mm, exactly yeah. right. So communication tool number 17, <laughs> affirming grunt. That's mm. exactly right. Uh-huh. Yes. Well, oh, or I affirming see. eyes. You know, I too. see. Yeah, but just look at you with doe eyes. Well, we need to wrap this up. We've gone for a long period of time, and I'm sure by now people are tired of listening to us communicate in a fairly <laughs> effective manner. Yeah, and we're not going to get into the stories about how when communication breaks down in parking lots. Um, <laughs> oh my gosh! It, well, it's well, you stupid. try to keep it indoors as much as possible. <laughs> indoors, yeah. Well, I mean, it was stupid we, without getting into it too much because I brought it up. I mean, we already talked about. It. Yeah, we did. I just, it's going to have. It, what I want to say in that is is. You know, we had this little miscommunication in a parking lot the other day. But the cool thing is, it's going to happen. This is what I want to wrap up with. You're gonna, you're not ever going to get to a point where, where you never have a blow up or a con, or it could be at the worst moment. It could, and in those moments, you you get in your own way, um, or you get into each other's way. It's going to happen. So having some tools in your toolkit and st- point number one, keep at it, keep trying, don't give up. There is a path to connect because the point of conveying meaning, there's a way to find back to the meaning. The reason I brought it up was you helped me understand um, through a day, two, two, in, two days of interaction, um, two instances in two days of interaction. It wasn't two days of just constant interaction, what you were really struggling with. And I had to stop and listen. And you were able to communicate that to me because we found, we found the meaning because we didn't quit the conversation. That's what I want to get at in that. Okay, and I think yeah. that's important. Um, don't just leave things unsaid forever because you can't resolve them. Keep well, working on them, and, and eventually pieces of them get better. To hang in there with, to work that through, even if you can't for a few days. Yeah. yeah. So that's me talking to get to the point I was trying to make that it wasn't clear in the beginning of my statement. So that's, <laughs> that's how it works for me, anyway. Well, I want to thank whoever's listening for listening, and um, again, yeah. you can find us on. Stitcher. No. And Stitcher. Yes, you said it right. Stitcher and iTunes and um, maybe somewhere else that someone reminds me to put up (laughs) there at some point. Yeah, we've filmed some in the past, but we're just not real pleased with that. Is it Google Play? We'll get one of those places. Yeah, he wanted you to, I think. So, anyway, uh, thanks for listening. You guys have a wonderful week.